Hi, I'm Shari De Silva, curator of the Jeffrey Bauer Art and Archival Collections at the Lunaganga Trust. This podcast is part of the Bauer 100 program, a celebration of the architect's 100th birthday. Jeffrey Bauer was famously silent about his work. There are only a handful of records where he opens up about his influences, routines, and practice. He also rarely saved material like correspondence or sketches, which often form the core parts of an archive. The Oral Histories Project tries to fill this void by collecting the memories, stories, and experiences of Bawa's friends, clients, and colleagues. Thank you for tuning in. Today we are joined by Belgian artist Saskia Pimpelon, who has lived in Sri Lanka since 1982 and whose work has been inspired by the country. Her paintings are very personal, but encompass a wide range of universal concerns through layered imagery. She has exhibited in galleries and biennales across Asia and Europe. Her husband, Pierre Bringes, a Belgian industrialist and rodsman, joined her in this discussion. Saskia and Pierre spent many years living in houses designed by Jeffrey Bauer, including the Ina de Silva House in Colombo and the Cinnamon Hill Suite at Lunaganga. Saskia exhibited her work at Lunaganga in the early 90s, the first exhibition that was held there, and then again in 2017, where she was invited by the Trust to hold an exhibition titled Return to Lunaganga. Many of her works are in the Jeffrey Bauer collection and can be seen at Lunaganga and number 11. I met Saskia and Pierre at their home on Sri Lanka's southern coast. The house, designed by the famous Japanese architect Tadao Ando, sits on a cliff overlooking the Marissa Bay. Saskia and Pierre reminisced about their time in the United Silva house, reflected on the idiosyncrasies of life in a Bauer house, and recounted their life on Cinnamon Hill, where Bauer was their neighbour. Nice looking man. <laughs> tall, long legs. Always his same jacket. Always with a smile. For me, yeah, he is a very special person in the sense that, you know, his uh, project in life was special. He wasn't born an architect, if I understand. He was a lawyer, and then because we know him as an architect, and, and you know, he did such amazing, amazing things for stroke years. Uh, he he was famous for his tropical architecture in terms of building houses, which were really uh, subjected to natural, you know, I would say decay, and then he also managed to to build the parliament building, which was some something icon for the whole country, you know. And as we got to know him, he was a, a person who was never at peace. He was always moving around. He was going from one from one side of the island to another island, boarding an helicopter to go and explore new places. So this was the, the part of me was was stuck. I am looking. <laughs> you didn't mind. I didn't want <laughs> yeah, One of my exhibitions, oh. 81 or 
mit Leinwand. Leinwand. Ich starte bei dir mit Leinwand. Ich wollte nur Galerien machen. At that time. And Jeffrey was on all the cultural events. And we were on, we were just starting in. Uh, did you exhibit in the eighties, early eighties? No, I think you started. Yes. What? No, 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 no. I rented the Leinwand. Thousand rupees for uh, the whole place. We repainted the walls. <laughs> we had to do everything ourselves. There was, you know, you just got the key for the morning and the evening, and you hang yourself. You do the opening. You do the posters. And the artistic landscape was very limited, basically. So any exhibition, even she was not very known at that time, any exhibition, she you know, went, everybody just was there. Yeah. All the Colombo cards who had you know, some sort of a relationship or connection to culture and art. He was yeah, there, was there, he was there to know him better mm -hmm. when we rented the Inavisilva house. Yeah, yeah. We lived there for 22 years, was also a long time. But Ina went out, then there were some Americans living there. So that man passed away also. So in the And it's by chance I, <laughs> I I just knew the house by passing that but with my car. And I always said, this is a special house, like nothing like this you find in Colombo or outside Colombo. I, I was so curious, but I never knew who was living there and who did it. But did you go inside? Never. But that time, no, because when... Uh, The American died. Uh, I was in a, in a concert with uh, a friend, and she knew very well Jeffrey. And she said, "Come, I uh, I introduce you to Jeffrey. He knew I was looking for a house, so I think he wanted an artist in the house. Well, a studio. It was uh, the passage between the kitchen and the stair to go up to the bedrooms." Everybody was passing there, but it was open on both sides. But you know, the process of how she got the house was very special because, you know, the house was not for rent, actually, because the American couple was there. And what happened then? Well, he passed away. And then I could visit the house, and the lady was there. I visited the house. Leave, and... She wanted to leave. She left for the States. Her, her, her husband had a job, so. And I got the house. But. The How did you get the house? The thing was, he cannot remember because he was on a business trip. And in the meantime, he went away. I was living in a house with the three children, and, and I had a van. So every day, I moved pieces of furniture myself with the van to the other house. So when he came back from his trip, in fact, he left one house and he came back in a house he has never seen. <laughs> so in that night, it was a, a night flight or something, he said, I cannot go up as he in that room there. I, I have to, you know, uh, slow down and, and feel, as, as feel the, the place. And in the morning, he came up and he said, Saskia, congratulations, it's fantastic. Maybe he had a few drinks, but... <laughs> yes. They had a lot of drinks. A, a lot of drinks, but he, he loved it. 
that's it. It was a very unusual house for, you know, you know, we were not really tropically accommodated. And uh, I came into a house where there were, there were no windows. There was no, you could not enclose yourself and say, I'm sheltered from the rain. Yeah. You know, today it's kind of a monsoon day, and I don't know what day it was when I arrived there, and I say, when it rains, well, here where I'm sitting, I think I'm going to be completely wet. And it took the whole night almost to come to terms with the house. And after that, it was really loud for you know, days. 22 years. Yeah. Of you know, in the monsoon times like you have now, today, we have to hide into a corner of the house. Up the to cushions be, like this? Up to be wet. And of course, in Jeffrey's houses, Traditionally, I mean, the roofs were leaking, everybody knew that. So we had to fight with buckets and things like that. This became a, a kind of charming element of, of our life together. We felt like, you know, a normal American couple would put glass uh, windows and air conditioned the whole area, but we were living outside. And that was actually the magic of Jeffrey Bauer together with Ina de Silva. Together with Ina, of course. Yeah. It was a fantastic period of our life. We will never forget that. It was a from the first day. It was a, it was a challenge because uh, Jeffrey has, was used to build houses without without much of permissions and plans. Nobody knew where the water was coming into the house. So for about twenty-two years, we never paid. We didn't have a water meter. I thought the water, I thought to find it. the water is free of charge. Then I asked Ina, she didn't know. I asked Jeffrey, no plans. And, but maybe we were on the meter of neighbor, I don't know. <laughs> so we had plenty of water. The whole of Colombo didn't have water. We had water and we had no bill. The water board came and said, no. there was a meter. They have put a new meter, and they yeah. came to check the water. And they came to and check every month, and there was no water. They said we were cheating and turning back the, the meter. But it was a magic of Jeffrey. <laughs> so no. people were saying that we were sitting on a well. Yeah, and that, that was a well. The water from, <laughs> from a well somewhere. Came, and came, never came from somewhere. And you, it was... But this is typically, this was typically the kind of jokes and you know, kind of humorous, uh, humorous atmosphere which was there. That okay, in Sri Lanka, nobody is really well defined and it's romantic, and you know, nobody understands how it exists like that. And everybody is smiling, and you know, and the whole administration was up in arms. But so was it, you know, this was built by Jeffrey Bauer, and there was no plan, and there was no. I think it was one of his favorite houses. He loved it. He loved it. Even when he was paralyzed in his wheelchair, he came to the house pushed by a nurse. Couldn't speak, but I knew his he was feeling a. He was happy understand air. what you say. Yeah. yeah. Came to see the, the paintings, push. going in the courtyard with the, the painting. With his nurse. Yeah. No, no, but the story is a nice story, you know, because you feel that they were always there with his things, his medication and the things, and then uh, 
and you know he was there especially to come and see the house and see the paintings and he was going around and explaining and the nurses were always there like this and then he all of a sudden he did like that you know yes. the, <laughs> no it's true I was not there but he told me so that means he was conscious about uh, the event and he says leave me alone I, I need to look at this was amazing. And it also proves that people who have an impairment due to a, to a stroke or something like that, uh, they are more conscious than they think. They cannot reciprocate, but actually they feel a lot. And maybe people around are talking and chatting. They all think he doesn't understand, but he understands. He's there and then his nurses are there. This was a lesson for me also because yeah. I had some people also who got this kind of stroke. Yeah. And we learned that, you know, these people have a conscious level of consciousness which nobody knows because they cannot express themselves. They can't give a feedback. It was one of his escapes now and then that he came to visit these places. Because we had a lot of parties there with him. Yes. She came to collect the rent. At the end, it was her daughter, you know, who came. But uh, in the beginning, she came. Then she came in, and you had all these wooden pillars, big like this. She stand there. I love this place, you know. She. But she was happy that we were happy in her house, you know. Because one day I told a friend I was moving in in that place, and he said, "Don't go there because all the men died." I said, "What is this?" So the first painting I did is like painting the devil dance that I made, and it it was hanging there from the day I made it till I moved out. So, <laughs> but it's. Funny, I could, I could send it a thousand times. Really, I'm not like big dick, but it's true. And I always said, as long as I live here, it's stay here. So I'm happy it's but still when, there. But when we moved out of the house and we were planning to rebuild it, you gave it to the foundation. Yeah, rebuild and I gave it afterwards. Don't take it off. Yeah, Everything no. the, the sky will fall on your head. No, no, correct or not. In the meantime, we were still living in a five-after place, and Jeffrey built a cinnamon house in his garden, and he rented out to the Swiss ambassador, who took it for an escape. Then when he left the country, he, Jeffrey asked us, why you don't take it? You can pay the rent, half, and you pay the rest with paintings. So that, that was the deal. So for six years, we took the house. Uh, and this was it. I give paintings and he maybe some sketching or drawings, but... Mostly we went there on the weekends because and, I was working. And, and the holidays, yeah. It was like an escape for meditation. Like when I was, sit, I was sitting there doing really nothing, just staring. The, the green, the watermill, the, uh, the lake. And then when I went back home, I 
I had. But, I, but you know, when you took the house, Jeffrey said, "Look, I sit here. It's your kind of place, and I look to that. Don't ever come over this line. This line, yeah. I don't want to see you. Because you know? there were trees. So you can do whatever you want there, but you don't come over this line. So we knew very well over the lake. You had the long green to the lake. Then you had the trees. We cannot come outside the trees. You know? Because for him, the views were, were sacred. Yeah. He didn't want to have any we, pollution. But we respected. There was no, no but then he came on his three wheeler to have a whiskey sometimes in the you know the sundown. Yeah, the converted three wheeler. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the teak kind of seating. And he had the water mill for the water, but when the motor was broken, uh, we had no water, uh, no electric, or you know, we were living with just candles and a barbecue. <laughs> Very simple, you know, no AC. No. But we discovered in his heart also some of his uh, uh, wittiness in the designs, you know, and it, he was uh, pointing, pointing it to us, always pointing it to us, and he said, you know, if you sit on the WC and you look through that small window, you can see the house of Hugo and Rico which were two okay. people living across okay. the lake, you know, from there. So, you know, it was like he had like designed a little, the house. little shutter, you open it, and you could look to them. But that was, that was, that was him. But we, we had yeah. no neighbors, so it, it was no problem. Social, social context there was very limited. He was there, and they were there, the Swiss, the two Swiss guys were there. And then uh, it was very remote, basically. Words. We were reading the newspaper and we saw an advertisement. Waloa, more than 200 years old, in the same family, close by here, to our place. And he was building a, a factory here. But we didn't know that the factory would be built. Yeah, We bought his house. It was close to the Veligama Bay and I'm a sailor and I love the sea and you too. Yeah. And I said, you know, let's go and have a look. That was on Sunday, the classic Sunday. Sunday afternoon. we were reading the newspaper. Yes. So in the, in the evening, we had, in the Saturday evening, we had our dinner there. With the big chandelier with candles. Yeah, that's what we have. Yeah. And then in the morning, I, I had this newspaper and I said, well, you know, what do you think about that? And say, um, I say, no, no, because. I even do not see it. <laughs> no, no, that's not the truth. I said, I like to visit houses. So we just came to see the house and we fell in love with it. But then our son, Conrad, he took it for another four years. Actually, yeah. Oh, okay. Because he lives in the house next door. Mention with Hugo? Yeah, but they were neighbors, but they stay on their side. No, we went. We went now and then. And but you know, it was, was not like uh, you know, we had a social life there because you know Jeffrey was uh, one of the you know regular and would say Jeffrey would say a Sunday, uh, I have people over for lunch. Uh, join us. Join us. Uh, and I said, oh, we were always on this. He had always these crowds around. Him. 
yeah, for our son. Because he, he stayed in uh, five Alfred Place, Chikiripan. Chikiripan, same place there. Many times, he, yeah. And he really, he was amazed about, you know, the, 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 the spirit and the way these houses were conceived. And even here, if you look in the, in the house, you will see we also, Sri Lanka tropical architecture is unique, cross ventilation. But the Japanese don't know much about that. But we, we yeah, yeah, but we, we went and stayed in the, in the Vanessa house in, the, in Aoshima. And you know, to our amazing surprise, uh, we stayed in a bedroom where you could have the window put on in the ground so that when you were in the bedroom, you were overlooking the ocean. It's, it's just new technology. <laughs> yes, no, but it's. No, of course, you would not have been able to build that, but you know, and we, we replicated this here in this house, and we said, we have the kind of, I think Tata uh, Wando has built this to last at least 500 years without collapsing, and I think probably more, you know, because they look at every detail and it's, you know, it's a different philosophy. But it's, it's fantastic, and uh, basically there was one of your expressions of in life that you didn't want to permanently go to the, the past, but you also wanted to go to the That's very advanced. Yes, I, I, at my age, I know the past. Yes. I want to live in the future, yes. so I. it's also yes. nice. <laughs> it was after the... Five other plays and all that. The cinnamon house. We stayed in a fantastic below, two hundred years old. years. Fourteen years we lived in this one. It was also fantastic. She had a lot of paintings there and antiques. Oh, it was a different way. We sold it with everything inside. Today we sold it. She said, "I don't want to anything." No antiques, no nothing, and we came here. I wanted to, to the start from scratch. Did you discuss your work with Jeffrey? Did you speak about art? Beauty is what is what talk you talk about. Yeah, yeah. You know, art was another thing. Of course, he loved art, and art and beauty very much connected. People talking about art very often talk about famous. Like that, they throw but, names, <laughs> yeah. So, throw names, you know, Andy Warhol and what have you, and everything. But what you were talking about is about real beauty and about real the, the passion part of it. Here's what I felt. And basically, with Jeffrey, it was fun, always fun. It's his humor, his humor, his humor, his, his, humor, <laughs> his British style of humor. You know, he had a kind of the stick, you know, what was the stick like? And he said, I hold the world in my hands. You know, he was always making fun and that's so nice. You know? We had the, the parties in, at home with uh, Richard and Sunita and, and all that. About the, mm. And so we had a lot of fun. So, really. That's Michael Mack.
I heard from somebody who was building with him that just made a little sketch and then he didn't make with the drawings and 3D and whatever. So he went through the land and said, put sticks uh, and a rope and then build a wall there. And then the next week he's going and he said, oh, locked down and put a wall uh, one meter further or something. So it's like you build two times the same house <laughs> because it's the view. But I, <laughs> I think that's it. I think he had fun with that project he made. That's for me the, you know, the, this is what matters in life. You go and have fun, and he had fun, and the people who built with him also do that, and the people who built with him had to be able to appreciate that. And the young they architects. Didn't, if they didn't appreciate that, it must have been hard. And so I don't think he ever took clients like that. Or that. But he had that, of course. But you know, he has also his kind of, I would say, today it would not be allowed anymore. Banned from the order of architects and working like that. But at that time, this was, and this was, in my opinion, his real guy. That he did everything on the spot and he looked at the angle and he said, No, this is not right. I still take inspiration from him because I'm building boats now. I still want to see at the end of the day, let's put it up. And then if it is not right, you break it. And you don't stick to a drawing of somebody because look, even now today we do everything on computers. And but at the end of the day, you have to look at it and say, Yeah, it looks right. So you have really, and he did that. And it was still an area, you know, appeared in the history where you could do that. But he also traveled the world. He has seen beautiful things and he knew exactly what was good and what was bad. Yeah, absolutely. He thought it's all normal, but he was doing <laughs> She was like this, you cannot change, man. Uh, it was a personality. He was tall and looked at, you know, <laughs> tall as a man, and tall as a genius. His relentless drive for new sites, new projects. I appreciate that now even more than before as an aging step into his pickup truck. Because, you know, he, he had a Rolls Royce in his garage. If you drive with his drive in a pickup truck. And he then he went to the other side of the island, or he took an helicopter and went to see him. So he had this kind of glorious drive to go for the exceptional site, you know, where he could then put his jewel down. You know. So that was what I did. And for each of you, do you have a favorite? place or space that he designed? I think Gondolano is one of the hotels that we love very much. We yeah. have lost it a little bit because there are so many tourists there. And there is a, a conference hall there. You know, we, we often stay at this uh, suite on the rooftop. Yeah, it, all like the glass room and the monkey's room. But now from the suite, wonderful suite, you look up to the roof of the conference. You know, I thought Uden have liked it. 
And we, we didn't like it, but you know, it's business, of course, and you know, we, we have to we judge. Well, no, it, it's still stunning. It's still a stunning hotel. Yeah. But Kamilaba was a stunning project. Oh, yes. It was an unbelievable project. And we knew also how... It was hard, definitely. Well, how hard it had been for him. And, and he you knows. the pollution, the... You know, yeah, all the regulations. Yeah. But it's a stunning hotel. It remains stunning. It's so just, you it's see the, the nature yeah. hanging down from the roof, it's the monkeys uh, on your balcony, and so on. I mean, amazing. Mm -hmm. You have to do it and build on the rock where the rain was pouring down through the the lobby in the beginning. You know, you have to change all the engineers have to go there and say, "Oh, we're going to figure out." You know, when it rains, that it doesn't. It's like a waterfall here. Here, you know. So these were the kind of things that Aitken uh, Spence had to go through. <laughs> for sure, quite challenging. Yeah. Okay. Could you tell us a little bit about the return to the Luganga exhibition? So I had my exhibition, and Jeffrey always said, we do another one. Because in the beginning, when he asked me, he was full of energy and whatever. Then it's the first time he, he opened his garden for the public. So suddenly it was like he was, what I'm doing, like, how do you Based say, my privacy, my privacy yes. what I'm doing. And then there was uh, that guy, the cultural attachment of the French embassy. Yeah, he sits there and he said people will arrange the train from Colombo. That all the people can come by train, then you don't have all these cars. And then we organized other tuk tuks to bring, to bring them to Luluga. And he got scared. He got scared. So he says, you know, this will be. But then at the end, he was so happy. You can see sitting, sitting there, be proud, and meeting all the people. Uh, there were students coming, he was speaking to them. Sitting there, and we were all listening to him. And it was, he said afterwards, a few years, uh, we should do this again. But he got his stroke, so it never happened. So the Lulu Ganga uh, Foundation of Trust, they, somebody said to me, I heard he also always said, uh, You can we do another exhibition. Say yes, why we don't do it? Say what will I put inside it and how is the place? You know, it's now like a, not a boutique something. Uh, they rent out the rooms, removed out the beds, the cupboards, and did in the same places we were hanging the the exhibition. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. fantastic to go to go back because the, the works were hanging outside in the garden, in the garage, also in the winter. Even at the end, I got my paintings back and one squirrel had eaten a hole inside. <laughs> oh, that's we yeah. knew that this, this would happen, but it happened. <laughs> yeah. You have more work with restoration. It was fantastic. And it's still a magic place. Yes. When we go there, we have, we have really, you know, it's like almost religious because it's so 
you still feel his presence. That's that's funny. Yeah. Well, if he was alive, of course, I would have asked him to build up this <laughs> That's true. I would say that while he is not alive, I would like to ask him what he thinks about the architect picture that we have taken instead <laughs> of him. No, but it is it's true. Good. It's true. Yeah, it's you true. Know, because, uh, he was uh, for renovation. I'm also. the lantern, one of his right hands, and one. They all came here, and you know, she was stressed, and she says, I don't know what they want to think about it. Was they not were, stressed? But stressed they in the sense that you don't know what the people may think. If they don't like it, it's their choice. Yeah, of course, but you know, and, but they were all passionate about it. So I was wondering, I, I'm just wondering. Well, that's why we will see it tomorrow morning. It's also about in and out. You don't feel it now, but it's... Yeah. He would love Carlo. I'm sure. You know, Ina came here, right? Ina. She did? Yes, yes. She was here? She came with Angel Mandarin, with Miles from the, uh, the house, uh, with the whole crowd. Three? It was last time we, we saw her. Yeah. Well, this relationship between Ina and Jeffrey was so strong. And uh, Ina was a little bit one of the, you know, the last connections, which remained up to two years ago. She, she passed away. She also came here. So that's really good. Not the next channel. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we never had the same crowds, people sticking together, having dinners together. It's not like go to a restaurant and go uh, and have a class there. We had real dinners with, with conversations and, you know, that's what I miss the most. Still fond memories, I would say. Oh, yes. Very fond memories. And that's something uh, for to show that you're aging too, because we, we think about memories. When you were young, you think only about it. But we still think about it. Oh, maybe you know, tomorrow or the day after I will say, I should have told this, or this, or this. <laughs> because memories, it's like... Uh, it's not like fast forward, uh, rewind. Uh, but you know, I, I, I still admire his drive, and I think he would have fit perfectly in today's world with his own identity because you know, he has this, he had this passion, this drive. This was, uh, you know, entrepreneurial in, in his architectural, you know, way of expressing things. You know, he was he was a relentless artist, always something, you know, something new. That's what I remember. And you know, he didn't. I don't know how old he was basically when he died. Uh, he's now 100. So, but I, I, I took it, and, and he was still very active. Before he got his stroke after some years. But I I was sure that if he had 
being healthy and well, he would have created till the end of his life. That for me is an example. And, you know, I think uh, she will do that in her house. And I think I will probably do that in what I'm doing. Today. So, and uh, that, that is an inspiration. That must be an inspiration for many people because people talk about retirement. But how can you retire from active life, from a life which is meaningful? It doesn't make sense. Retiring from a life and say, my life is finished now, I'm retired. It's, it's a nonsense. You cannot retire from life. People say we retired and we, basically we enjoy every moment of our life. And Jeffrey was like that. So he would have worked it 100 years. All the problems that society has created about pensions and things like that is something that some social thinking mind has invented. But it should not be like that. People who want to work till 100 years, let them work till 100 years. And people who want to stop at 30 years and then uh, live from cultivating their own vegetables or doing nothing, it's okay. And so it's, uh, it's a strong inspiration. It's Jeffrey Barclay, Jeffrey, really some some kind of a guy. Fantastic story. We would like to thank the trustees of the Jeffrey Bauer Trust and our generous patrons and sponsors for the Bauer 100 program. This podcast is copyright to the Jeffrey Bauer Trust. All rights reserved. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at archive at jvtrust.net. We would love to hear from you. To find more resources on Jeffrey Bauer, attend our events or volunteer, you can visit our website or follow us on social media. Please hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to leave us a review because this helps people find us more. Until next time, take care.